0: I
1: choose you, Chris Stapleton. And that's how we're going to start today's episode. (laughs) (laughs) I think we should start over. No, we're using this. Or we could just go on to the first song
2: called Starting Over. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. I see what you did there. Um, So, yeah, we're going a little bit off of our uh, typical beat path here, and uh, we're going the country route this week. By the way, I think I'm going to need you guys to give me a heads up next
1: time that we
2: are... (laughs) We're doing a country album? Swerving lanes into a whole new genre. Yeah. Yeah. Would have been good to know. So um, let me give you a little bit of history as to how I came across Chris Stapleton. Um, So... I. I was told this. I, I couldn't give you songs off the top of my head, but this dude has, like, over 170 writing credits to his name. So yeah, like, like six of them are in the number ones. Yeah, like, he writes, like, good music for other people. Like Ed Sharan. Um, yeah. So, my coworker was like, hey, I know you don't like country. You should listen to Chris Stapleton. And I had heard his name before, but it just... I mean, if it's country and it was made anytime after 1985, I probably don't like it. That's just an assumption I make. But anyway, I ended up listening to it. Uh, I believe, I don't recall what album it was. It was his first album. Um, I ended up listening to it. Uh,
0: Traveler. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Traveler.
2: I ended up listening to it and I'm like, man, if this is country, then so is Almond Brothers. Like it just right. came across as so not country to me. Yes, like very southern rock, very early '90s. You know, uh, early '90s boomer rock. I would almost call it. <laughs> um, yeah, stuff my dad would listen to, and I I absolutely right. loved it. So this is since I've become a fan of this dude. This is the first album that's come out. Um, so I was excited when this came out.
0: Definitely. It definitely sounds like
2: dude beforehand.
0: No, never. Uh, I, I had, I had heard a few things. Uh, Justin Timberlake's song was the gateway drug pretty much to say something. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, after that I played what was on Spotify at the time and yeah, I kind of had the same impression, you know, it's like the music my dad would listen to back when we had the ranchero, you know? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, super, super, super talented dude, uh as I quickly found
2: out. Yeah, he also wrote a number one hit for George Strait. So that I feel like that carries a lot of weight in the country community.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm currently scrolling through uh thirty songs you didn't know he wrote. Right. And it's got, you know, Brooks and Dunn and Cheryl Crow and you know everybody and then some. Yeah.
2: Derek Spenley. Yeah. Brad Paisley, Adele, Vince Gill, the, oh yeah, Frantz. the Adele one was Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh let's let's go ahead and jump into it. Uh first track is the title track starting over. Um it was one of the singles. Uh super nice opener. Uh loved the guitar. Oh. Um course, course was super catchy. Like this is this oh, is yeah. a solid way to start an album.
0: Yeah: yeah that was exactly what I said. I thought this is a strong way to start off a project. Uh, I thought instrumentally it was closer to the country music that my mom played when I was growing up, uh, so instead of the pop country that's dominated the airways for the last two decades, so uh, I thought it was a we were in for a good good ride based on the fact that it wasn't going the pop route, uh, and he was keeping it you know true to where he came from.
1: This song kind of terrified me. Because, uh, you know, it isn't inherently what we've been reviewing. So my initial reaction was, no, I don't like country music. And um, (laughs) (laughs) on the second listen, I realized that it's actually a really good song. Um, But you can definitely hear the line dancing in the background.
2: (laughs) Um, Yeah, we'll get the line dancing here in a bit. (laughs) (laughs) uh second track is devil always made me think twice um i liked it not as much as i liked the first track um but this has more of a a blues sound to it and instrumentation yeah
0: yeah um so so I, i dug the southern rock vibe that it had to it uh and that's that blues influence in there and i thought his voice was great for the sort of a vibe that he was doing and uh the more that i looked into the song I found out that he let another artist record the song earlier this year. It came out in February, Haley Withers. And it's got totally different instrumentation. It's slowed down a little bit. Um, But her voice, like I think if he got her to do like the backup harmonies in it, in his stuff, it would have been like way over the top and it would have been twice as good as it is. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was a step down from the opener, but I d- still think that it's a very solid song.
1: Yeah, no, I, I don't overly agree. I think he actually went in a positive direction with this song. Um, I think it had great energy. Um, and it'll be a really good stage song. I I really think. Um, it's great. Piano It's a good song overall. I gave it a four. Nice
2: uh track three is cold uh this is my favorite track on this record same
0: yeah hands down yeah, it's a, my my note was this is a jam it has that justin timberlake timberland songwriting vibe like yeah. something that he would have wrote for them yeah. uh not but i think instrumentally it was flawless the emotional vibe is dope and everybody can relate to the song
2: yeah uh, yeah Great no it was, it was it
0: was it, was, it was, Absolutely,
2: very heartfelt. A Lot of soul. Loved it. The violence yeah, it slapped the me subject. in the face. It was so good. Nice, cool. I'm glad we all agree on that one. Uh, oh yeah, so yeah, Track four, when I'm with you. Um, it was a. It, I like the the story element, which is you know kind of a theme in country music. Uh, the female vocals were a nice touch to me. This was the first real country music sounding song.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, my note is, uh man, this is one powerful song for us who are starting to feel our age. Uh, you know, he's clear, he's clear, he's clearly an artist redefining his idea of success and being yeah. happy with the life that he has. You know, like being content in the fact that I will never be bigger than I am. Yeah, and I think, uh, uh, yeah, no, so yeah, no, it was a solid four for me. Um, but yeah, 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 I think it's a song that we will all relate to more as we grow up.
2: As we grow up, as, as
0: mm-hmm.
2: grown up, hey, growing not, up, growed it no. up.
0: Yeah. yeah, we're not there yet.
2: No, not yet. Curious feels like we're getting there someday.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Some days when we try to get out of bed and our back cracks. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> you can get out of bed with your without your back cracking.
0: Not most of the time. You know, you got those slow. You got to drag your zombie foot out of bed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. it's, my, zombie, it's my aren't? knees mostly. My knees fucking sing when I get up in the morning.
1: Yeah, especially now that it's getting cold. Oh my God, we're those people that can feel the cold coming. Oh, shit. <laughs>
0: hey, it's supposed to be a mild winter. We should be all right.
1: Here's open. All right. What track are we on? Arkansas,
2: number five? Track five. Our Arkansas. K- Arkansas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, this was a this was an outlaw country southern rock song. Um, Absolutely, it wasn't so much my speed, but I feel like this would go over super well at concerts once they're allowed again, or you know, you, when you're getting kind of towards the middle of the end of the night at a bar, preferably yeah. a small mm-hmm. bar with regulars. <clears throat> this this would be the jam.
0: Yeah, yeah. By I the, said it's about eleven
2: thirty, eleven
0: forty-five. Yeah. I said it was the speeding down the back roads with the windows down, country music. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it kind of had kind of had that Kid Rock sort of southern rock country vibe. Yep. But it's super clear that Chris is on another level than Kid Rock is. Like Absolutely it's what Kid Rock aspires to, aspires to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I didn't I didn't rank it very high because uh, it wasn't you know good compared to the other ones on here. But uh, but yeah, it's still a solid average track.
1: This is my yeah. least favorite song. But it's not a bad song. Um I like That's that it's fair. I like that it started very rock ish. It kinda gave me hope for the song. But it's not a like a rock song. So it was just hard for me to get into. There might be a little slide guitar in there, which I kinda liked, but I like slide guitar.
0: Yeah, uh Chris is like multi instrumentalist. So he if you look at the credits he does different things like the acoustic guitar mandolin electric like he Ooh. does quite a few things over the production of the project
2: very nice I'll have to look at that track six is joy of my life um, this is a, a, your typical country love song um, I couldn't really get into this one not that it's bad not that any part of it is bad it's just not my thing personally
0: Oh yeah, I uh, my note is it's a simple and effective love song. Uh, it feels like one of those songs that your parents left on as they were flipping through the radio stations in the car and hit the classic rock station. Yep. It's so, like every time, every time it came on the radio, you heard it, but you know, you n- never heard it outside of that. You know, it's a it's a good song and it'll stand up for a long time. It'll be on a classic rock station in fifteen years, you know, that kind of thing. So it's a very quality song. Uh. I'm not going to probably listen to it until it comes across random, you know, one of the playlists auto-generated. Yeah. That's
1: fair. I uh, I literally have another good song with a lot of depth and shows why he co-wrote an Ed Sheeran song. Yeah. He does storytelling very well. It's a really good, you know, love song like you guys were talking about. But I'm not going to put it on a playlist,
2: but I'm not going to skip it when it comes on random. Yeah, it, yeah, his storytelling is phenomenal. Uh, track seven, "Hillbilly Blood." Um, so when this first came on, it, this was not how I expected the track to start. Uh, <laughs> judging yeah. by the the title of the track, but it all came together once the vocals kicked in. Uh, really liked the melody. This was this was another standout for me on this. Oof.
0: Yeah. I gave gave it above average. Uh, It's a country anthem, you know, being proud of who you are and where you're from. Uh, Instrumentally, it was nice. Passion, you know, it was passionate. The instrumental was up there. It matches the lyrics perfectly. I thought it was very well put together. Not necessarily something I'll probably play over and over again. uh, But it's the kind of song that I see people from that area, you know, really appreciating more than we do. This song...
1: Reminds me why I don't like country. And we'll talk more about that in the overall genre, uh, general comments. Um, but I I, the, I think the song would have been a lot better if it was just like cut in half or sh- just shorter. I
2: feel like it drew out way too long. All right. Track eight <clears throat> is Maggie's song. Uh, this, this song is about a dog. Yeah. Oh. Um, It's fine. It's your typical country song. And I know there's the meme that, you know, country songs are about pickup trucks and drinking and dogs and whatever. Um, However, I will give credit to his songwriting. He gives more depth to a simple subject. If you gave Chris Stapleton and Luke Bryant a subject five times and told them to go in a room by themselves and write a song about it, Chris Stapleton's going to come out of five times out of five times. I, oh, yeah. I agree. Absolutely. So it's fine for what it is. It wasn't for me, but it's, it's fine.
0: Yeah. I mean, the man wrote a song about his dog that died. You know what I mean? Like, and he tells that story of the end, you know? And so I thought it had a, you know, had a nice classic rock vibe to it, but it kind of had an Ed Sheeran power ballad kind of a feel to it. Uh, so I thought that he put it together really, really well. And the cliche about, you know, pickup trucks, women and dogs, uh, you know, rings rings true nine out of 10 times for country uh, because that's that's what you got. And So, yeah, no, I was I was very happy to see a song about a dog because, you know, it's just one of those, you know, cliches. But as far as cliches go, he, you know, took it to nine. I won't say he took it all the way to 10 to make it a classic type of the song, but. Yeah, it's definitely a song that his family would probably appreciate.
1: I don't know. I could see this song being the new uh, Sarah McLaughlin. Laughlin. What's her name? Sarah McLaughlin Adopt a Dog Here commercial where he makes you cry every time.
0: Hey, but I I have to say Oh, geez. But I have to say this, Dylan. Like, I like the Ritz song about his dog better than uh, if you haven't had I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but if anybody hasn't heard it, they need to go and listen to it. Um, I'm trying to. I believe it's
2: called Nostalgia.
0: Yeah, that's the one, Nostalgia. Uh, But yeah, yeah, that one will will turn your heart, as opposed to this one, which just makes you, you know, a little sad.
2: Yeah. Uh, Sarah McLaughlin, though, um, we have a joke in our house that anytime Sarah McLaughlin gets brought up. The other person always responds, Who the fuck is Sarah McLaughlin? <laughs> right? Okay. So that, that's I mean, pretty fair, you, you though. Know actually. The, you know her from the, the, the dog commercials, right? I think right. she's had a lot of good songs, yeah. too, yeah. though, right? Oh, yeah. okay. Please name me a plethora of
1: her other hits. Oh, hold on. He, keep talking. Let me look it up just because I, you're asking the wrong oh, yeah. guy. See, anyway. you look it up. I would have to look it up if it you was Bone.
2: Okay, most people wouldn't. But in the same breath, I think the same can be said about Snoop Dogg. Everyone loves Snoop Dogg, but, like, go to your average person and ask them to name five Snoop Dogg songs that that aren't gin and juice.
0: Well, but, you know, he's he's had more since then. Like, if you ask an older person, yeah. Like, you know, the kids now, you know, you got, like, sexual eruption and stuff like that that's come out since, you know, the top 40, drop it like it's hot. Like, I think yeah. my kids, my kids know those two, you know, and they're six. Well,
2: your kids would, but yeah.
0: But, but I'm just saying, like, in general, like, he's been more mainstream
2: than we probably get in for. Probably. I think we need another Snoop Lion album. <laughs> so Snoop Lion, hey, I, personally.
0: Dude, 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 I dug it, especially uh, that Red Light remix that he did with, uh,
2: oh, crap, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, Snoop Lion wasn't bad.
0: No no no. Uh if every time he stepped out of his normal comfort zone it's been a quality project. You know, it might not be what you want, but it's been right. a quality. All
2: right, should we move on here? Uh track yeah. 9, Whiskey Shun Whiskey Sun. Let me talk
1: first. Let me talk first. Yeah. Be- go ahead. Because
2: it's going to be short and sweet. Okay?
1: My only okay. note that I have in here is it's okay.
2: That's all. All right. I had I had slightly more than you. Okay, let me hear it. Um, I like the minimalist instrumentation in this one. Yeah, that's fair. Um, And then the chorus kind of comes in and kicks your ass. Yeah, I I like this one.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. To me, it's it's an it's one of my next five. It's a five to me because, like, from the very opening notes of it, my mind went and saw this. It saw this song syncing up with the opening credits of Sons of Anarchy. And if you've watched Sons of Anarchy, you know every episode, they've got a new kind of melancholy, overbearing kind of a song you know, to yes. start it off. And this has got that dark cloud over your head, you know, that drinking type of a thing. Uh, so no, I, I, I very much felt the vibe, and it gave me a picture of what you know what it pertains to, pretty much. So have I you thought ever it, I listened thought it to
2: well. White Buffalo?
0: I uh, can't say that I have <clears throat> off the top of my head. All
2: right, so White Buffalo <clears throat> did quite a few songs for Sons of Anarchy. Um, he did the last song of the last uh, episode, last scene, join yeah. the murder. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, his style is very similar to Chris Stapleton. Um, oh, so there's actually. Uh, Two tracks uh, that you should look up by White Buffalo. One is called uh, "The Bowery," and okay. I'm looking up the second one real quick for you. Baloney. One is the. They're both on the same album, I believe. Yeah, uh, "The Bowery" and "Wish It Was True."
0: Go in the Spotify.
2: John, you should add those to your playlist. Uh, let me bring up. I don't room. know though. You didn't. You did. You. You don't seem to really like this album. But we'll we'll go over that at the. End. We will go. Hey, we'll this, need they... to go over that at the end.
0: Hey, but this one they classify as folk instead of. Uh, Do they classify uh, it as folk? Okay.
1: okay, that actually at least yeah. ha- helped support my future discussion about this album. All right.
0: Oh no! This album is this album is country, southernly. See, but why did you do that to me?
1: I think that's fault.
2: Oh, okay. That, no, okay. White, that
0: makes sense. white Buffalo. Yeah, that makes
2: sense. All right. Track 10 is Worry, Be Gone. Uh, the letter B, not B. Just B. Uh, yeah. I immediately did not like the melody. It just wasn't my thing. So, John, this is the track where I see a bunch of people in cowboy hats <laughs> buttoned up.
1: Line dancing, their boots. ass is Line off. dancing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely agree. Yeah. I actually have a note in here that says it sounds like something that Jerry Reed could have written for Smoking and the Bandit. You know? He's <laughs> pounding yeah. now. Um, <laughs> it's, it's amazing how he makes it just like sound so easy to do. You know what I mean?
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. it is a good it song for what it's worth. I don't overly like it. But it, he makes it sound easy.
0: Yeah. My my note is, man, if this song doesn't sum up 2020, I'm not sure what <laughs> does. You know, everybody's looking for an escape from what's going on, and that's exactly mm-hmm. what this is. Uh, if you wanted to hit top 40, all he's got to do is put this out and get Lil Nas X on the remix. Top 40, like it. Yeah, I can see that. It, it is what it is. Like it's not a great song. I put it as above average, uh, just because it is above average. It's just not our cup of tea.
2: Alright. Track 11 is Old Friends. Uh, so, the track 9, uh, Whiskey Sunrise, where I said I liked the minimalist instrumentation, um, I did not like the minimalist instrumentation on this. And I did not like the spoken word in between the verses either. Uh, this, To me, this was the worst track on this album.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't rank it very high. But uh, Unlike you, I like the spoken word. I thought that it made you focus on the act, on the actual lyrics that he was putting out. Um, because, you know, he's got that kind of a voice that if you're not paying attention, you can kind of lose some of the context. Uh, so I think him just speaking it, just kind of put it in there uh, pretty hard. I won't listen to the song probably again unless it comes up randomly. But uh, I love the woman in the back doing the chorus harmonies. Kind of have that old school country vibe to it. Um, but yeah, overall it wasn't very great But I didn't think the spoken word Killed it all together
1: So when I listened to this song I was like, wow This is a really long intro And then at about one minute in There was the chorus And I was like, okay Well, oh, that's cool You know, we got some music And then it went back to the spoken word thing And I said, oh, wait a minute And I looked it up the spoken word is actually the verse. Yeah. Okay. And I wanted to be really annoyed with it, but it worked really well for the song. I actually gave it like a three and a
0: half. Yeah.
2: Fair enough.
0: Like I said, not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. yeah.
2: Track 12 Watch You Burn. Um, I feel like a real asshole for not liking this song. Wow. Yeah, um, mostly because I don't want to discount the message he's trying to get across in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt like the songwriting could have been better, which is saying a lot for him because he's a great songwriter.
0: Yeah, I I took the way that he wrote the song because obviously he's got more elaborate writing earlier in the project. Um, I thought that he made it simpler Because, like, to me, it's kind of like him talking to the TV, you know, because he broke it down a couple of different pieces in the verses that say, hey, this thing, this thing and this thing, the social commentary that he's using. So it's like he's having a discussion to the TV, you know, more or less like he's talking to what everything is coming to him. Like, so, you know, when you see the mass shooter, you're just like, dude, you're going to burn in hell. And And I think that's exactly what he's going for is, you know, that conversation that we have with the tv you know or with or with the universe in general like he's not talking to any one person in particular it's just our general feelings where we see it and we only give it two seconds of our time like you know fuck it you know and i think that's why he just kept it so simple is that it didn't need to be anymore
1: well it it was four minutes long right i really wish that he would have stopped it at two minutes because then I would have thought this was a good song. But I'm with you, Dylan. I don't really care for the song either. It, and yeah, I, if
0: they'd have stopped it earlier, you wouldn't have got the choir at the I,
1: I know. That's why it would have been a good song.
0: Uh, I did not like no. No,
1: it could have been. I think it was done wrong. I, They were out of key, out of tone. Something was wrong. I don't know. It kind of felt like you threw them in as an afterthought or something. I didn't like them. If they had been left
2: out, it would have been a better song. All all right. Right. Maybe we'll all agree on track thirteen. You should probably leave. Um I if this was an instrumental, I could listen to it all day. Um I like the concept though. Like I love the song. I I thought it was, this is probably my second favorite track on the album. Maybe nah, maybe third. Um I'm up yeah I'm up I there. It. I I it's cool. I, I really love the instrument.
1: I gave it a four. I'm right there with you. I think it was I thought it was pretty good. Um, he's a really good storyteller, and we—I mean, we've said that again and again on this album. He really is a good storyteller, and um, the fact that it's repetitive isn't even annoying to me, which usually like triggers me, but it doesn't. Like, I think he did a pretty good, good job. I I gave it a four, um, and and I feel like it's gonna be like the bartender's best friend at the end of the night. Yeah, but you yeah. should probably leave.
0: Yeah. See, I think the repetitiveness of it adds to the story. Uh, I agree, so basically, absolutely. So basically, like, like you should le- probably leave. So, like to me, this song is for anyone who spent time with the wrong person to love. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like every you keep running in that same cycle over and over again because that's how the song plays out. Is that you know? Hey, we shouldn't do this you want me to say we should do this, but I don't think we should. And then, you know, flips and then, you know, they wake up together and, you know what I mean? Like, and so I think the repetitiveness of it just is there to prove the fact that it's the cycle that they're arguing about more or less. So yeah, no, I rated it pretty high. It's uh one of my top three or four for the project.
2: And the last track, Nashville, Tennessee, um, I liked this one. I liked the the perspective. Um, You know, there's lots of ways to talk about a town or a place. Um, I liked the whole letter perspective. It was a good track. It was a good closer. Yeah,
0: yeah, as I said, Uh, perfect closing for the album. It was emotional and a great way to say goodbye. So I don't know what's going on in his personal life. Um, But, you know, with starting over and, you know, where he's taking control of his life, you know, changing his idea of success and everything that we've seen in this project. Uh, when he gets to the end, it sounds like he's moving on from where he is. And uh, the interesting thing that I found about this song is that his wife co wrote it and is the female voice singing on it. So, oh, like, nice. it's, I didn't fam- know that. It's, it's like a family goodbye to Nashville where he's been spending his time creating music.
1: Cool, man. That's deep. All right. That's real yeah. deep, just like the song is. I felt like it was his, I'm leaving my mother type song, but he's from Lexington, mm-hmm. Kentucky. So I almost feel like it is like Dwayne was talking about the, the starting is, you know, pushing his career further. Maybe he's going to LA. So he's leaving Tennessee again, you know? So he went from Lexington to Nashville and now from Nashville to LA. So maybe he's looking for bigger and better things and it's a good bookend to the album.
2: For sure. Um, I'm going to give this album a 3.75 out of five, and it's trying so hard to be a four. Wow. There's just maybe one too many skippables for me.
0: Yeah. So, me, my thing is, it's pretty far away from my current go to style of music. Way
2: far
0: so, away. Uh, right. yeah, yeah. So, Chris has a musical style that you can't really force into one box. Uh, for me he 's labeled his country in southern rock, but the way he puts his albums together, it should be labeled something closer to like southern soul like you know because he puts a lot of emotion and thought into yes. it uh so this album was solid from start to finish like i don 't really have any like major knocks on any of it like instrumentally it was l- more than good on most of the songs uh lyrically didn 't drop the ball anywhere for me uh and As it turns out, this is so far my highest rated release, uh, at a 4.07. So basically a 4.1 out of five. Uh, and that's strictly by the math. Um, so like when I listened to it the first couple of times, I didn't think I liked it as much as I did. Uh, and I ended up taking, I think three of the top, my top songs on here, uh, and put them in a random playlist just, you know, so that they will eventually come back up. But, yeah, it surprised me that it came out as high as it did, especially with some of the things that we have been reviewing and how this one is, you know, outside of what I normally listen to.
1: Okay. Look here. I'd like to preface my general comments by stating this. I don't like country, right? We can all agree with that. You've heard that from my mouth before. Right. I can't say that anymore because of this album. Because he is a, okay. he is identified as a country music star. He's got a bunch of country music awards. He's done a bunch of country co right Like he's the dude in country, right? I can't really say I hate country anymore because I liked most of this album. I only gave it a three point oh four by the math. Um, but that's because I'm I'm really. I really don't like the country genre generally. And when the more twangy it is, you know, until you get to the actual folk like style of music, um, I don't usually like it, but this album, I I
2: really enjoyed most of it. Well, John, I'm glad you found something you like.
0: I think John's been finding a lot of things that he likes uh, based off what we listen to. Like, you know, like, like action Bronson, you know, he wasn't a fan of, you know, and it was a Wheelhouse house. And now this one, I can't remember, but I think he said it a couple other times where, you know, the artist like surprised him, you know, and I think that's, that should be our goal for anybody who listens is, you know, give the weird shit a chance.
1: Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Yeah. If you guys would have said, Hey, listen to this album, I would have put the first track on and just went, Nope. But because we're doing the podcast and it was, you know, on our, you know, list, well, I got to listen to it to give you guys my answer. So there is one yeah. song on the Put On A Record John's playlist, which can be found on Spotify um, up to the current releases um, that has come on twice and I've skipped it every time. And... It's the country one on there, and I need to find it. I'll find it and let you guys know. But oh, it's coming off because I don't like it. We're gonna have to take that one out of there. <laughs> that is my first. That is I my feel first. Like might have been one. I it remember. is absolutely with a hundred percent certainty one you recommended. Um, and I think another part of our our podcast is what does John take off of the playlist? Because if it's going to be structured, of you know for John, for John Everyman, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that's fair. I don't – You're not, you're not going right. to like everything. So I think we're going to do that. So that's my first one, and I will let you guys know next week which one that is. Stay tuned. But you know what's not fair about also, that, taking them off of there? What's what's not fair? I don't know. De La
2: and Tribe. <laughs> <laughs> it tribe this week's unfair to compare is De La Soul and a tribe called Quest, yeah, Which native have- tongues. Yeah, uh, both from uh, native tongues, along with uh, Jungle Brothers,
0: and Queen Latifah,
2: and uh, yeah, the Zulu Nation, Africa, Bambata. Yeah. So. Um, Yeah, you're you're probably more familiar with um, Tribe than I am. And I know that Tribe is the more popular of the two. Uh, They are the more commercially successful of the two.
0: Yeah, which is weird because De La is actually... They make more commercial sounding music.
2: They do. So I'm wondering, I guess my question to you is, is, is De La more influential no. in hip-hop? No. You don't think
0: so? No, no, no. no. Uh, and, like, I can just skip all of the stuff I usually talk about. Uh, a tribe called Quest has got three awards, none of them super major, a Billboard, a Brit Award, and a Source Award. Uh, Dayla's got a Grammy, but it's for Feel Good Ink with the Gorillas. so, you know, you gotta put an asterisk with yes. that. All right, and so we're just gonna skip right to my general thoughts about both of these groups, and then I'll be done. Uh, both of the groups are super talented. Uh, I feel that there's really no wrong answer uh, because it's going to come down to personal taste. Uh, I was a bigger fan of A Tribe Called Quest. Uh, Q-Tip is ridiculously underrated as a producer and as a rapper. Um, And if you dig deep enough, you'll find that A Tribe Called Quest was inspiration for Dr. Dre, uh, where he's in interviews back in the day saying, hey, I was listening to A Tribe Called Quest when I was thinking about making the chronic. So you're influencing Dr. Dre who takes bits and pieces of what they do and runs music with it. And then it goes, same goes for Pete rock and Scarface uh, from you know Houston says, Hey, they're the reason I started rapping. So if you look at the impact that a tribe called quest influenced, probably the, one of the best producers, you know, in all of music, and then Pete Rock, one of the best hip hop producers in music, and Scarface, a severely underrated storyteller. You're like, okay, these three artists, in part, you know, are a part of hip hop for the next twenty years, and their influ- and their influences can still be seen today. So you got to look at like the trickle down effect from them. And then on the other hand, I thought De La was dope, but I wasn't a fan of theirs because they were more of that commercial vibe, pretty much. They had the. Poppy vibe that oversaturated the market when I heard about them. But when I heard about them, like it was MC Hammer and Coolio, you know, so it was all kind of that pop, hip hop thing. Uh, so to me, De La are like the grandfathers of the weirdo rap that we see now. And I mean that in the best and that's why I love way. it. Yeah. And I mean that in the best that's way. Why I love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so they're the inspiration for the artists we have now, whether they know it or not. That happy go lucky being themselves sort of hippie hip-hop that we've got that's what they were so like a tribe called quest was supposed to be like the anti-gangster rap, like the alternative to that and then so like de la is like the alternate for a tribe called quest so they're like two sides of the same coin you know what i mean like they're the anti-gangster rap and is did you like it super commercial or did you just like it because it was not gangster rap and dope so to me it's going to be a tribe called quest every time um, but I definitely won't argue with anybody who says De La is better than that because you know technically they're both you know they both have great production both have solid rappers you know they both have an impact on the on hip hop and rap that you know you can take however you want you know which one was more impactful but yeah, for me personally, it's going to be a tribe called Quest.
2: You know, I'm going to disagree, but I'm not going to argue with you because every point I would have to argue with you, you've already made. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: so yeah, yeah, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm yeah, uh, go, tribe called Quest wins <laughs> this week. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I would just say they a lot of personal preference, but yeah, you,
0: like them, and I'm like,
2: very valid points. Yeah, I, and
0: I, I so I went back, I, I listened can't argue to the <laughs> whole discography, both of them, you know, prepping for this, and and I was just like,
2: hold up where so did you did you listen to hard copies because they lost all first two records i
0: have them in my personal collection yes but you can get them on (laughs) you can get them on youtube um but yeah so yeah i mean
2: because i'm straight up about to buy yeah i mean i've got all that in
0: digital format taken off of physical media um because that's just what we do so john you can find it on the server um but uh, but yeah. So yeah, no. I listened to all of it, and I played it. And sweet. You know, it could go either way. But I, like I said, I got to go back to when I first grew up with listening to it.
2: Bro, three feet I'm high. Be real man. And CD is yeah.
0: sixty dollars on Amazon. I'd have to look.
2: Sure there is a a used yeah. copy. Plus, I'm pretty $45. sure I've got the first two on the CD over there in the
0: corner.
1: Uh, By the way, if you haven't seen the corner, there's a thousand CDs over there or more. All right. Y'all are going to be real mad. Yeah. You each voted one way, didn't you? Yeah. So, you know, I don't know anything about music at all. So I take the unfair to compare as your guys's word uh, and trying to pick one that wins and I just use kind of what you said because I have no idea otherwise. I've heard... But most of the time, it's 2 I've...
0: Yeah, so there goes John. Yeah, I yeah, was, I was real excited because he had him. You know, strong, I'm into it. Uh, so hopefully he comes back in.
2: Right, for sure. He was also, uh, yeah, do who is it this week? Cool, dude. I'm real mad. Yeah, I'll also look and see if I still got it on
0: physical. because uh, if I have it on physical, you can just have it because I don't play to see seasons like that. But yeah, but I got the Plex oh, server yeah, up yeah, and running. Uh, John is testing it out. Uh, basically, you create a free Plex account, and I say, Hey, you have access to it, and you can stream. Anything mm-hmm. that i got so i got mo- some movies up there some tv and my entire music collection
1: i have returned where did i leave off
2: hey john's back i say i missed a lot okay
1: <laughs> well what i was go trying on. to say is you guys are going to be mad yeah. because basically i don't know anybody anywhere and i kind of use you guys as a guide i also go by if i've ever heard of the artists before because if I've heard of them, they must be somewhat popular or talked about or whatever. Um, and out of the two, the only one I've ever... Well, not the only one I've ever heard of, but I heard a lot more of De La Soul.
0: So. Yeah. Gorilla. Gorilla. Oh. Right, oh. cool. yeah. Tribe called yeah, go- go- Gorilla's win, for though. the win like- for John. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the
1: there you go. So, uh... We are. Oh, that's right. We are at some questions. I think. Who is that what we're doing? Who is
0: it?
1: Awesome. Are we going to write a little jingle for it? Yeah.
0: I've already got one.
2: Are we all going to do it right now? We we already did. We just didn't know it. I got to get a. Hey, everyone, uh, streaming. Services, oh, true story. Uh, in the, in the, the remix. Day. I'm on that one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: On the remix, yeah. oh, everybody. God.
2: All right.
1: So we are going to start off okay. with this question. This artist pleaded guilty to tax evasion to the sum of over $500,000. No, not at all.
2: Right. That's that why I put really narrow it really narrowed down. <laughs> Pretty sure tax I just thought it was a neat little uh,
1: <laughs> note. Yeah. Bit. Um, this artist is often regarded as one of the greatest rappers of all time.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. But they evaded taxes for half of That's the why
1: hour. I put the taxes in there because it's just like, wow, really? Um, okay. So... That's fine. I, I got a couple of extra yeah, like, questions, not, not tidbits yet. in here. Um, we'll actually expand on this one a little bit. Um, they were actually... All, Billboard ranked this artist as the seventh greatest rapper of all time. Okay. Wow. Uh, okay. Correct.
0: No, I'm, I'm so leaning towards DMA. Also not it.
1: Go ahead. But, but I think you guys are... Pretty close to the pocket. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let's see. This artist was guess. also named one of the hundred greatest singers of all time by consequence of sound.
2: All right. The, so, these okay, are correct. Right, they sing. They evade taxes.
0: I mean, for all that, you got to be like. It's got to be like in the Wayne category. Damn.
1: Ooh, this is going a lot better than I thought it would. Sweet. I thought you guys would have already guessed it by now. No. Is it Poppy? Okay. As a songwriter and producer, this artist has written songs for Aretha Franklin, Mary J. Blige, and produced...
0: You're talking about Lauren, Lauren oh, Hill. Damn, Lauren Hill.
2: Yeah, really, R. Kelly. Yeah,
0: nice. yeah.
2: That tax, oh, the tax shit. evasion
0: thing. You know, kind Ooh, of throws dude, it off because exactly like, she did. She got hit because she got hit with the tax evasion, and she ended up releasing that bullshit project. You know, basically to pay back the taxes, but everybody forgets about that one. The rapper singer thing kind of good. Me.
1: These were these were literally but, uh, built to throw you guys off nice of the track.
0: Yeah, it's you got to put you got to put them in a certain order that makes sense. And hard. I did. Like, so you have all the, the so the last one other, I really yeah. had
1: and and mind you uh, the well I had an extra one. So the next one would have been the middle name was Noel. Okay. Hmm.
2: Well, yeah, it would have given me. you at
1: least she's a female, right? And then the last Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. last one I had was Juice World posthumously yeah. released a song called Wishing Well, which was first leaked under the artist's name, which was Lauren
2: Hill. Wow. Yeah. Lauren Hill is such a travesty, man. She's,
0: she's She stands by her morals, though. Yeah. Like, I don't
2: know. She does. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can't fault her for that. <sighs> like, I guess selfishly. Yeah, Absolutely. She wants more music, no. you know.
0: She's with the Marleys now. Okay.
1: Uh, oh, here's one, one more note just, for Lauren Hill. Think she okay. appeared as a recurring Roll. role on a soap opera called As yeah. the World Turns.
0: Bro, I had no idea.
1: <laughs> yeah. Either I, did I. Did That's why know. I was like, "Oh, I, I gotta write this down." That show, but I did not know that. That's all I had. I yeah. feel like that was pretty successful John, with John that one. Crazy yeah. one. Yeah, snailed wow. it.
0: No, that was super successful.
2: Yeah. All mm. right. Let's add some stuff to John's playlist.
0: Now let's just ask John. John, do you have anything since uh, you're coming up? Ooh, with I, 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 first, I
1: do not have anything for it. I don't. Although I will say nice. as a, a okay. general recommendation, uh, I don't know if you said it on podcast or not, but St. John. Okay. He, he is dope. Yeah, um, yes. Maybe we'll do a review Saint one day John about him, but he, there's a couple of songs of his that may end up on the playlist just because they keep kind of popping up and um, I am not mad at them. They're pretty good songs. So,
2: Yeah. John is in the conversation for this episode. Yeah, we went with
0: the oddball. We I think it was a good choice. Yes.
1: Okay. Uh, okay, hold on. Before we okay, right, before John, we go too week, far. No, no, it's you, okay. Is, I you know, have to go can... back and
2: and You're listen to these yeah. and
1: try to type them in. So if you could say, speak very clearly of the artist and then the title in its entirety, that would be great so that I could type it down so that I can remember yeah. to put it on John's playlist. Sure.
2: Cool, thank you. Okay. First one is Got it. Mario Cannon. The track is called More of Us. It features okay. I've heard Montana of Busy Bone of three hundred yep. and Busy Bone. It's a cool, cool so song. This is yeah yeah. This is kind of a low budget yeah yeah it's kind of a low budget remix of an old bone song which I'd have to go back and head, listen to it I skimmed Dwayne, through it the know.
0: day we talked about it but that was about it
2: yeah um, so yeah uh, I just came across that you know scrolling through bone stuff bone doing bone things you know Um, next one is Julia Jacqueline. And the track is called When My Family, or I'm sorry, When The Family Flies In. Um, so this is alternative sad girl music. Um, this popped up on, somebody I follow on Instagram. It popped Ooh, up. Dylan, uh, you know what? speaking uh, actually, of which, you've Velveteers. made
1: that recommendation before, Velveteers. Right. I liked it. On on the playlist, it is pretty darn good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Velvet is dope. Uh, you should follow her on Instagram if you don't. And Dwayne, you should probably you should tag yeah, her. I I'll, I'll do
0: what questions. I can. We're we're starting to gain some traction uh, with the people who were doing these on. I tag them in the stories yeah. and they shout out and Lady Sovereign. I hope she listens because she actually won. She that. did win that. Uh, yeah. So, You're welcome. So
2: yeah, she did. Alright, the last track you should already have in your library, if you don't, I don't know why, and I'm not even going to explain to you because it's an absolute classic, it is (laughs) Peter Gabriel, In Your Eyes.
1: Is that the old song? In your eyes. No, that's not it, is it? (laughs)
0: It 1986? Is that, that puts it in the realm of what I'm
2: thinking of. Just,
1: all right. They will be on the list.
2: That, that's what I got for you this week.
0: All right. all right. I got three. You just notice what I do. This first one is a cop-out, though, because it's a version of a song that I've already put on the playlist once. It's the acoustic version of "Holy" by Justin Bieber and Chance the Rapper. Uh, so I know that i put it on there a couple weeks ago but the acoustic version gives it a different vibe uh and i could be 100 mistaken but the whole song sounds like it's re-recorded and not just a remixed instrumental like chant sounds a little bit different uh Bieber sounds a little bit different uh, i think it makes the whole song more impactful like it because they strip the poppy kind of vibe out of it uh acoustic so it's guitar and you got some strings and stuff that they bring in so uh i feel that it should be added Uh, My second one is Man Up High by Dave without an E and Brandon with a Y, uh, Burnett, uh, B-U-R-N-E-T-T-E. It's for fans of like breakbeat hip hop, Chance the Rapper, uh, pre-radio G-E-Z, like quality frat rap. I mean, it's kind of the long way to kind of get to it. Uh, You know, it's kind of kind of all over the beat sort of a thing. It's got a good vibe to it. Uh, not really a radio type song. Though. Uh, and my last one is Energy Waves by Whatever We Are. Uh, Whatever We Are is the name of the group. Uh, it's for fans of like R&B pop vibes, uh, like Jameson, Black Bear, or even like Kid Leroy, because there's a rapping kind of aspect to it as well.
2: Whatever we are. Yeah. That's a fun band name.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a solid one.
1: I like it. They will be on the list.
2: All right. That about does it for this week. Um, I will, <laughs> I will, like, I would, will, would, I'm like sorry. To say, um, Go ahead. If anyone. It's been a long day. Um, if anyone has any recommendations, uh, feel free to email us at and If this is somewhere that's streaming where email. you can leave a comment, leave a comment. Yeah, and rate Rate and review us. That really helps us out. Um, I it's I know you can do it on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. The logarithm to do. But and if you're if you an artist, it, we will. yeah, and if you're an
0: artist that we talk about and we offend you super hard, please email us so we can schedule you on next so you week's can, podcast. So you
1: can tell we'll me why about. I'm wrong.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Hey, you know do one, you
0: guys yeah, want, want, to want to review to a local artist one of these stickers.
1: days, and we can interview him? I'm sure my dad would love to be on the show
2: right hey hey let's get the whole hey
0: somebody hit them up on twitter and see if that's a thing that we can do i'd 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 be interested just to have a conversation special edition
2: for sure all right yeah that was a this was a fun episode um we'll see y'all next week be safe